1: Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Fistful of Collars, wow, wow, do we have a special, special show in store for you guys today, uh, strap in, this one's gonna be a roller coaster because we have the one, the only, Seth Daniels, fight to win, uh, what, is it? CEO, promoter, fighter. matchmaker, fighter. <laughs> Um, DJ DJ It's the most important thing Just about everything yeah, yeah. there is to do Seth does it and he does it for Fight to Win What up Seth? Thanks What's for coming up? in man Glad to be here It's so beautiful in Austin, Texas It's
0: 300 degrees outside It's very hot It high. is toasty What brings you out, uh, out here to the beautiful state of Texas I just came out for the Festival of Callers podcast, nice. and then I heard there's a Fight to Win
2: on Saturday, so I guess I'll stick around for that. That's right, folks. Is- so if you are in Austin and you want to see some elite professional jiu-jitsu down, and you've never man. seen a Fight to Win show, you got to come. It's in downtown Austin this Saturday. Check it out. It's going to be a good time. Chase Smith. I'm on the card I'm also on the card Austin's own is going to be out
1: there <laughs> Chase Smith has, has a fight um, Thanks Seth, forget the me that Main event, Gabby Garcia versus Natchi No, no, Chase is at the main event Yes, yeah. the real main event The real main she event is Chase honest. Smith Gabby Gabby is going to Co-main Co-main, co-main, co-main event.
0: for Chase Smith <laughs> as, <laughs> but, as it should be Yeah, I mean, you know. she was like I'm a nine-time world champion um, You know, I've won ADCC three times But you know, Chase writes all these articles for Flow Grappling. I'm so. also
2: one to know on the promotion. Yeah, it, it was an off. easy choice. It was really <laughs> an easy choice.
0: It was a tough. It was a, t- it was a tough one, but you know, thanks to Gabby for you know being so sweet Stepping and aside. letting Chase. You know, dude, you you the- are a
1: a loyal uh, mm-hmm. Fistful of Collars viewer. We I always am. appreciate you. What's it like now to be on this side of the camera? You seen that kind of how the. Um, the cheese is made. What's that saying? Never I don't I, I've never heard that before. Um, <laughs> what do they say? Yeah. That's a little
0: weird. That, 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 it's a little strange. Um, you know, I, I thought you guys would be wearing pants, um, you know. So, Common uh, you misconception. Know, it's a True. little bit weird back here now, you know, but I mean. It's hot in Texas, dude. What yeah, it's whatever. Do? I get it. Balls get hot. <laughs> pants come off. 300 degrees. You said it, man. So, you know, it's a little weird, but other than that, it's, it's it's good. It's nice to be here. It's a nice little studio that you guys have set up. Right. You know, it's Not very, too bad. Really cool.
1: Yeah. But man, um, you know, of course, Fight to Win one twenty one, like we said, we have been uh we've you, you did fight to win three. Three, three in Austin. Yep. So it is almost hundred and almost hundred and twenty fight to win since you've since you've uh or no, you've been back before that too. Yeah. But
0: we, we came back here um the last time we were in Austin was Fight to Win twenty seven.
1: So this is your third show. it's in my Austin. third show in third
0: show in Austin. We did two in San Antonio and then um yeah, we just just one of those things man just like <laughs> yeah it, there's so much jujitsu on um on the east and west coast you know and we just tend to go back and forth and the hardest part about austin has always been finding a venue mm-hmm. like that's the main reason we haven't come back it's it, it's funny because you think like this is a music town like you know i mean it's not a huge sports town but it's a huge music town should but be like, a lot of there's, venues, like right? there's no venues out here like since the austin music hall closed Mm-hmm. like there's you're either you know a twenty thousand dollar venue or you're in a, a dive piece bar of crap like. you know what i mean it's like you if fit seven people here or seven thousand there's like nothing in between so <laughs> we lucked out you know and kind of found this downtown hotel that's going to be super dope and and do the show out there so hopefully it works out
2: well and we can come back and make austin a regular spot on the tour You've been, uh, I mean, you're, of course, at your 121st show. What are some of the most common challenges? Like, is it finding a venue? Is that consistently, like, a a hassle for you guys? Or is it sourcing fighters, crowds? It was in the beginning, you know. I mean, finding, uh, I mean, dude, this is,
0: technically, this is our 124th event because we did the two Subversive and the Submit Cancer. So, I mean, um, in the beginning, finding venues was really hard because we had no money, you know. So, it was like... You look at a venue and it's like, oh, you can get this, you know, piece of crap indoor soccer center for 500 bucks, you know, or you can rent this hotel ballroom for 15,000. And in the beginning, you got to do the indoor soccer center. And then, you know, after a while, you start to be able to grow and grow and grow. But now, like, we've really established ourselves in every market that we use. So we pretty much are set on the venues that we use until we go to a brand new place or we outgrow a venue. So that's not really that hard. The hardest part is just keeping up with the schedule.
2: It is an insane on, schedule honest, you guys are I mean, on the every, road. I don't know how you guys else do. Is, it.
0: Everything else is pretty easy, you know, like it's you know, luckily, you know, Missy handles all the logistics and um you know, without her, you know, what she does, I I'd go crazy. And um I handle the matchmaking and the um the promoting and stuff like that. That's honestly that's just the hardest part. It's just everything else is pretty easy. Just like staying awake during the week mm-hmm. is hard, you know, because on the weekends you're pretty much up 48 hours straight, and it's like it doesn't sound like it's that long, you know, to be up and awake and working.
2: That sounds an- pretty long to me. Oh, but,
0: but I mean, it's really. Not, I mean, you sound. It's like most people are like, well, I work 40 hours a week or I work 50 hours a week. Yeah, but I do it in two days, right? So it's like in two days we put in 48 hours. My staff, right? We get up at three o'clock in the morning on Friday, and we return at six o'clock in the morning on Sunday. And, I mean, maybe you sleep a little bit here and there throughout, but it's just like. It's like he said in Fight Club, you know, you wake up in a different city and in a different place, and it's like it's the same thing. It's just a copy of a copy of a copy, and so that's kind of where you get. And then it's like so exhausting when you get home, you know. And I got, I've got three kids, and and um you know running the business and just trying to stay on top of everything and then adding adcc on it's like it's like you know it's like your your bowl is filled with all this like glorious soft serve ice cream and then like you have like a little bit all of right. sprinkles right uh-huh, okay. and yeah, then yeah. like you take I'm with you. the entire buffet of candy and just dump it on the fucking ice cream and then that is now what i have so it's just like is it's that, spilling everywhere is it too much
1: candy it's too much it's candy
0: it's too much candy Let's but i've got you. 6 weeks left and then uh Six weeks until ADCC, and then after ADCC, I'm sure I'll pick something else that is very overwhelming. And we're kind of jumping ahead
2: there a little bit. That. Maybe not everyone knows, but you are, of course, now a, a integral part of this year's ADCC. Can you tell me a little bit about what, what you're doing with the promotion and, and your involvement there?
0: Um, I got brought in by Mo. I've been I've been talking to Mo forever um, about making. ADCC more of a spectacle as it should be, mm. you know, cause it's, you know, it's the greatest tournament in the world. Absolutely. And, um, man, I've been in his ear for years about this and, you know, luckily Mo got the event, in 2019 right so it's like if it wasn't for him we'd all be going to kazakhstan you know not nothing against the next adcc which i think might actually be in kazakhstan so <laughs> please don't be but mad hey at la me. Ain't, ain't too bad la is <laughs> LA's, LA's gonna, gonna be sick <laughs> please don't be mad at me for saying that but um uh you know luckily Mo got involved in everything with Mo first class right so it's like you know the venue has to be first class the hotel has to be first class the food for the fighters has to be first class the fighters have to be the top level like not that he's super high maintenance even though to be honest he truly is and um <laughs> but uh everything about this event it's i've never i don't know if i've ever worked with somebody that um cares so much mm. about every part of an
1: event. Well, that's you know? why ADCC is what it is, right? Right. It's a lot I mean, of those guys he, have.
0: And, and and so he wanted to make sure this is like the grappling event, the best grappling event in history. So he brought in Sean Fowler to help with the uh, logistical side of things. You know, Sean runs Five Grappling, a great tournament promoter, and then he brought me in to produce it. So I'm going to be doing the lights and the well. Evan Evan that that works with me will be doing the lights, and I'll be doing the sound and the video. And um, we're doing all the promoting, getting the fighters' posters, just making it more of what it should be. Wow, you the, know
1: the greatest grappling event of all time. Of all time, is that is that an intimidating task for yeah. you? No? You're, no, you're up It's easy because it. the bar set pretty low. You know, honestly, I mean, this is...
0: this. Fight is to just, Win 100 was pretty sick. Yeah, but this is just the beginning, you know. I mean, if we do this right and we're able to keep doing it, every year we do ADCC is going to get bigger and Fight to Win continues. If you look at Fight to Win 3, you know, it was pretty scaled down compared to what it is now. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's night and day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the, the copycats and pretenders out there, the Kmart shows probably look better than what fight two and three looked like. You think so? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we, we, had, a good, so we had a good start, day. but I had no money, you know? So, so now it's like we constantly are improving, getting, you know, better lighting, better technology, better video, better sound, like consistently. It's always going to keep growing. It's always going to keep advancing. And that, I mean, that's what, that's really why he brought us in. I think he brought me and Sean in was just to let him worry about, making sure that he has the best fighters and overseeing everything and then having us do what we do best, you know? And I think something I learned when I was working at 24 hour fitness, um, was the best way to be successful is to surround yourself with successful people, you know? And so he picked two partners that know what they're doing and we're not stressed out about this event at all. Like Mo is severely stressed out all the time about everything <laughs> and that it's kind of nice to be on the other side of it and <laughs> that's usually me you know but um you know <laughs> give, us a little, give us
1: a little preview you know you don't have to let, let the whole cat out of the bag or anything like that but uh but want to what are we give looking at? what's gonna be uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one all right well
0: you, know, you, know, you don't give us give us give us a whole whole preview well, or anything just, like that. let's it. just say the, the Friday we're adding an event on Friday night that's going to be open to the public. Um, so there'll be live weigh-ins that are going to be produced. You know, um, lighting video, um, country entrances, waiter fighter entrances. I, I just like I really like my goal as a child was always to make the Olympics. Mm. Right, that's what, all I ever cared about doing when I was a kid was making the Olympics, and I fell short of that. And I personally, like one of the main reasons I want to take this on is that everybody always says this is the Olympics of grappling. Been to the Olympics, seen the Olympics my whole life watching it. So I'm going to bridge the gap between nice set up local tournament and Olympics. And somewhere in the middle is going to be ADCC. That's what I'm trying to merge. And eventually we'll get closer and closer and closer to where it looks more and more like the Olympics. So it's like just having it – be so special to the fighters because it, it, it really is it's like it's the only tournament in the world where you have to be invited or qualified to go I mean I, I get it like IBJJF you have to win some tournaments and spend a whole bunch of money so you can get points and spend money to travel across the country and win a three dollar medal that's fantastic but with ADCC you you have your ways getting paid you're getting fed you're getting five-star hotel room you're getting transported around if you win you're making big bags you know so it's like it it, it is the best event out there it's the prestige more than anything it is. Though, well, right? it, but that's what i'm saying it's like the olympics like yeah. there's guys that make more money fighting for me in one super fight than they win winning a gold medal but it's like what would you rather have on your on your 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 background Seminar oh posted. i won a super fighter i won the adcc you know what i mean it's like it is the best look at olympic athletes olympic athletes don't care like Jordan Burroughs probably makes more on his Adidas contract than he ever has winning gold medals. You know what I mean? It's about having that, having that on your resume because that lasts forever. That's that's legendary. They have the
1: um, the like the medal fund, right? Or what's that called? The, the Olympic Medal Fund, where, where they guys who win gold medals and Yeah, stuff. you get,
0: well, I don't know what it is now, but when I was a kid, it was $25,000 for gold medal, 10,000 for silver, and... I would uh, hope it's more No, than I'm sorry, 15,000 for silver and 10,000 for bronze. As if you're getting a gold medal at the
1: Olympics. Yeah, I would hope it's more than that now. Right? But,
2: I don't know
0: if it is. Yeah, I don't know if it is. USOC's pretty tight. And um, so, you know, it's just one of those things. It's not about the money. Even though there is money involved, it's, it's just a whole event. And so we just want to make sure that... Every fighter that walks away from this experience, like it's going to be the best experience that they've ever had. Wow. Win or lose, no matter what happens, they're going to compete in this event. It's going to be the most well-produced grappling event ever, and they're going to walk away feeling like they just competed in the Olympic Games.
2: Man, I'm so excited! What just a listen, promo! Got, what a promo! Are sports. you guys going to ABCC?
0: That's what we're trying. That's what we're going to ABCC for you know? sure. And uh, I mean it's I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I, the thing I'm honestly most excited about is like all the fight to win athletes that are out there competing, because like a lot of them, like I haven't. I don't want to say I've had a, a big say in who gets picked. I've got to be in, in Mo's ear a little bit. Me and Sean have, which has been fun. You know what I mean? But it's like I, I'm not actually like put this guy in. Like <laughs> you just hang up the phone on me. But um, you know, uh, just to be able to have any input at all in an event that like I watched in 2003. You know what I mean? Like when I was coming up, I got to watch this thing. And now to have like any input at all on who gets to go in is really cool. And just to be able to see, you know, so many. I mean we got to have at least like 40 or 50 fight to win athletes that are going to be competing at
2: ADCC A majority year. of them have definitely been on the card. But yeah, what's really been, been surprising to me recently is seeing these guys that are in the same division taking fights at fight to win. We just saw DJ Jackson versus Edwin uh, last weekend at fight to win and or two weeks ago. And um, – is that surprising to you? These guys are willing to take those matches kind of ahead of the tournament. You know, I didn't really want to do that, to be honest with you. Um, Why not? Because, like, we're going to see it
0: anyways. Like, we're about to see all these matches. But um, it really started with Wagner. Um, Wagner it's like, I want to take out JT. If I take him out, I got a shot at getting the one seed. And then I think when I book that matchup, then I think the other athletes maybe started thinking, well, maybe if I take out somebody in my division, I'll get seated higher as well. Mm. So I think that's kind of like a lot of these guys that are in this tournament. These guys are not idiots. Like these are guys that are, you know, successful professional jujitsu athletes Been on the scene. for Been you- on the scene forever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Wagner. and they're like. I'm trying to get more matchups of like guys that, to get them warm ups. I mean that's what the main thing, but it's like these aren't warm
1: up matches.
0: They're tough matches. You know, JT Bagger yeah. was not a warm up match. Yeah. DJ Edwards is not a yeah. warm up match. You know, um, I'd like to get. There's yeah. a couple people. JT like is to, like
1: a ADCC final or yeah. ADCC semifinal. You yeah, know?
0: hopefully a final this year. But um, you know, some of them, it's just like I would personally like to see um, you know like certain matches from guys that are in different divisions. So I'd like to see like some guys that are in 77 fighting in 88. And then some of the things I'm trying to do now, um, is some of the guys I've been in Mo's ear about that I'd like to get on the reserve list. I'm trying to get them matches against guys that are already in ACC, um, like Cody Steele. You know, I'd like to get see him get a, sh- a chance if you know he's able to take out John Satava. Mm. Let's talk about this match.
1: That's yeah. a crazy match coming up here on, on one twenty one. Yeah, I mean
2: it's, it's a big risk you, you could say for John Satava. He hasn't been that active this year since winning trials uh, back in uh, November of twenty eighteen. And Cody has been uh, on a tear. You know, he's, he's still a brown belt too. Still a brown belt, beating black belts. He beat DJ Jackson recently, and now he's taking on John Citaba, a trials medalist. That's a insane match that they even book. I love it.
0: Yeah, well I mean he's ranked number four in the world, right? So it's like really- luckily with the flow grappling rankings, um, you don't have to be a black belt to be ranked that high i mean obviously in gi you'd have to be ranked that high because that's how the rankings are done but in nogi you know you got uh william tackett's ranked number 11 uh nicky rods ranked number six i believe and there's some other guys that are um purple belts brown belts that are up there mateus Lutz is another Ma- belt. mateus yeah. lutes um, that are they're ranked really high and so it's like why not you know it, even if they haven't been you know they're not ranked that high give him a shot you know and luckily there's guys like Sitava that are like cool he's ranked number four in the world give him to me you know, and then there's other guys out there that are just like, oh, he's not a black belt. I don't want the match. You know, pay me $10,000 to take it. It's like, yeah, I'm going to pay you $10,000 to fight a
2: brown belt. Man, you
1: deal with it all, don't you? You deal with everybody from, from the I top to the bottom, you know? Like, yeah. you deal with everybody, who's don't you? Tough,
2: not, not, not specifically, but what kind of athletes are the toughest to deal with? Is it like the seasoned veterans? Uh, who, who's Throw them under the bus, Seth. Throw them under the bus. AJ Aggers arms. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, no. Next topic.
0: No, no. I mean. Honestly, like the kid in private is really easy to deal with. Um, People that are um, super attention hungry on the Internet are always going to be your hardest people to work with. You know, like I had trouble working with Dylan. I had trouble working with AJ. Anybody, anybody that has a large online social media presence is going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. That really focuses on that part of their of their career. Um but then again, Gabby Garcia, easiest person to work with in the world.
1: So maybe what I'm saying doesn't even matter. Maybe it's just those two guys. But um L- let's look at the opposite direction yeah. a little bit too. Like for, for your money, who do you think ADCC or, or not gi or no gi, who for your money is when this guy is or, or girl is, is fighting, whether on the fight to win stage or, or otherwise, like you need to watch them. Is there is there anybody out there who like you think is just must see TV for for jitsu fighters? Uh
0: Mateus Gabriel. Is probably my favorite fighter to watch in the world,
1: man. And you were you. I gotta point out that you were an early adopter of uh, you. You started the kind of Mateus hype train. I feel yeah. like a little bit. I think Mateus started that himself, but you know. But he's, butt- he's been he's been competing on fight to win since he was a purple belt, and yeah. now he's a black belt world champion. Well, isn't, I mean, isn't that crazy? <laughs> well,
0: one the, it's one of one of the the blessings that I had getting into this business. Unlike um, all the Kmart shows, is that when we started we'd already been doing tournaments for 10 years so like i've i've known william tackett since he was a white belt. you know yeah, I've, i i og texas guy I've too seen, yeah so i've seen these guys and i knew all of them coming up so it was like when we first started putting on shows we already knew where all the hidden talent was mateus came i don't remember when mateus came to the united states but kaiser was just like i've got this kid and he's incredible and we put him on and we were just like oh my you know as a purple belt and then he won the purple belt Gi and no Gi title in two different weight classes, and then he won the brown belt Gi and no Gi title. Dang. So he had six different titles that he would won at Fight to Win, and then he did his black belt debut at Fight to Win on two days' notice against marcio Andre, and then he wound up losing that one. But a decision. crazy match, though it was yeah. a really good match. Yeah, it, it, it could have gone either way. I mean, I <laughs> personally, they... I personally would have given it to Marcelo because like he hit a foot sweep to a flying triangle. <laughs> that's, that that's your stuff. Too. I didn't even care what else happened. Like I didn't even watch the rest of the match because I was just like nerding out over the foot sweep, to the flying triangle. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's like stuff. you know uh, they weren't very happy about the the result in that. But I mean, obviously Mateus got him back twice now. Um, you know, I love watching Mateus. You know, of the people competing out there in ADCC, um, JT Wagner. I mean, all the guys that I book con- consistently that are out there. But it's more of a fan thing for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. especially the people that I become good friends with you know over the over the past 4 years you know they get a chance to, to go out there and show off um i can't wait to watch uh, gabby you know and if tiani makes it to the finals
2: to fight gabby that'll be at ADC, so you're talking yeah, about. That'll be fun to watch. Um, you, were, you were telling us a story earlier because um, you're a frequent competitor on Fight to Win as well. Who's the guy that you're looking to face one day? I want to fight Wagner Rocha. That's the craziest <laughs> thing he I've ever heard.
0: He knows that. He knows that, and Cyborg knows that, and my whole staff knows that, and everybody consistently tells me that that will be the end of me, and I will get murdered. <laughs> we usually
1: have some some uh, Fight Sports guys uh, on there watching. So.
0: I, I, we look, do have Mo right
2: now. Mo's watching. What's nice. up, Mo? Look, Moe, okay,
0: out. so. The way I look at Wagner Rocha is, is, like, if you're in a beat, like, I get it, you know, jujitsu's not a fight, you know, whatever, okay? I can't fight, right? I can't, I cannot, I cannot get into a fist fight with somebody. I have busted hands, and technically, I'm a huge pussy when it comes to street fighting. Like, I will lose. Like, I'm not a good MMA mean te- fighter. mean technically? Well, that, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> okay, okay. okay? I, I did it, I fought a bunch of times, I was terrible at it, but... I've always been a little bit dirty. I've always been kind of scrappy, and um, I've always loved that, like, when you're training in the room, you know, like, when I turn with Isaiah Wright, and he turns it up, mm. like, I hate going with him when he's, like, going super easy and flowing mm. with me, but maybe I get lucky and catch him, and then he turns it up and beats the crap out of me, or when I went with Roberto Jimenez, and I almost got an advantage, and then he scored 87 points on me. <laughs> you know, like, I like that, like, Getting that, that fight, that the meanness stuff. Yeah, the fight. Like I, Wagner, like, I love getting that. And with Wagner, you're always in that fight. You know? That's true. So he, it's like, he will give it
1: to you. No, that but that's, he will what, give that's you the what I'm fight, saying. There's a lot sure.
0: of people out there that it's like, oh, I wouldn't, you know, that don't, don't want to face him or want to do that. It's like, dude, be able to go with somebody that, like, does not care. He will bend your hands or cover your face kick you in the back off the stage whatever whatever is that too soon no <laughs> uh, and uh you know I just to me there's no more fun possible matchup in the world than Wagner Rocha so hopefully one day I will lose 50 pounds
2: I think Wagner anyways. it anyway. No, that's <laughs> not the point. No, no, no. Badger you want to lose 50. Badger will find
0: me at any weight. It does not matter because he knows what the outcome will be. Yeah, yeah. But in my mind, and everybody I know disagrees with me on this, including all of my coaches and all of my friends, say I'm going to get Maybe you killed. should listen to him. No, though. I don't know. No, 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 no. It's not the no. point. Yeah, yeah, The point is like – <laughs> No problem. It, no. <laughs> no. So, so, so if I can get down to 170 pounds, it will be the best shape I've been in like in my entire life. So then I have – whatever chance i have at surviving in this match i have to be in the
1: best shape of my life i don't know i feel like you'd have a better chance if you were 250 pounds
0: i don't i don't see it that way because the lighter (laughs) i get the better athlete i am so if i can get down to 170 i mean i'm sure there's a bunch of steroids i can take to get down there so maybe i'll just like take a ton of steroids get down to 170 put on 30 pounds the next day be 200 pounds and he will still probably beat the living crap out of me
2: let's book it i'm ready But i'm gonna get some shots
0: in i'm gonna get <laughs> some shots it. in. i'm gonna get, i'm gonna foot sweep him i'll foot sweep him too <laughs> i don't know I, honestly though like i know he'd kill me it's not it's, it's kind of it's kind of more of a joke thing to me at this point now because like he's so much better than i could ever be but it's like it's honestly it's like my dream matchup
2: but it, you know? it points to a, a interesting philosophy behind fight to when you put action above all out all, all else and um it's a really interesting format That's pretty unique I would say in all of professional jiu-jitsu. Why why is that so important to you to be exciting to put on thrilling matches?
0: Well, when we started this, I mean, honestly, I I personally find jiu-jitsu boring to watch. Hmm. Okay? Um, I'm not a technical jiu-jitsu practitioner, you know, like when when I'm competing, like I'm just trying to, you know, twist your people and grab kimuras and that's like that's the end that's the end of my game, right? The lapel stuff, the, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. the intricate, you know, <laughs> Like, I don't even know what to call this stuff. I don't even I don't follow it. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like... I. Bolo? No, no, I don't something have... About, it's not that I have... I don't yeah. have problems with that stuff. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, that Barrett Bolo doesn't work. Guard pulling, you know? Like, whatever. My problem with it is I grow up watching football. I grow up watching um, basketball, and I watch... Uh, you know, I watch judo my whole life, and I watch college wrestling... And to me, that's stuff's exciting, right? So when I started doing jujitsu, when I started promoting jujitsu, we said, we need to find a way to make this exciting to watch, right? Because if it's boring, it doesn't matter how cool us nerds think it is. We're trying to get the people in the crowd that don't do jiu-jitsu excited about doing jiu-jitsu. And you're not going to do that by two people sitting there holding somebody in side control yeah. or in 50-50 guard and coming up at the end and pounding on their chest and pointing to God to thank them for coming up and getting an advantage. It
1: can be tough, that's for not, sure. That's be not
0: tough. going to sell the 13 year old in the crowd right there or the the 35 year old you know that was maybe a high school football player wants to try a new sport you want you got to see the lights and the action and and the crowd getting excited and 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 that's what you know slams come in and that's why you know just hunting for submissions and going for that stuff that's what that's what people that don't watch a sport need to see in order to change their mindset from being, oh, I'm just here to support my friend from work to, oh, I think I could do that. That was cool, I wanna do that, and it's not that dangerous. It's like, you remember when you go to MMA show like a few years ago or before we started doing this? Because that was pretty much the only outlet we had, Mm -hmm. right, before we started promoting this all over the country. It was, I go and I join a gym, I get my white belt, I get my blue belt, then I go over to kickboxing, then I learn how to kickbox, and then I have to go fight in a cage. I have to go kickbox. It's a bit different. Just a test. If I want jiu-jitsu. any glory, if I want anybody to see what I'm doing, because nobody wants to go into a tournament and spend, you know, six hours there and ten dollars is sitting there and see something they don't understand what's going on, on with nothing, and you can't even see the because the people are standing in it's front of the match. It's not spectator friendly. No, it's not at all. Sure. And so, you know, was just like I wanted to make it something that I knew that I could turn people in the crowd into students. And so that's why we put the excitement of it above all else, you know Um, We've kind of changed I don't want to say we changed the rules We didn't change the rules We kind of changed the criteria for winning a little bit To where um, if there's not an almost finish Or someone's not constantly attacking more The referee kind of looks at more of the overall match Not versus, you know, fake submission attempts You know what I mean? Just feel like who you feel won So I feel like we've been getting a lot more of the right people winning the matches lately you know, but I mean, to me, that's what it's all about. You know, I, getting these guys paid, turn them into rock stars for the couple minutes that they have out there. You
1: know, and um, getting the people in the crowd to start start trading themselves. If you guys want to know more about the history of Fight to Win and, and some of uh, the Seth Daniels ethos. Um, we we've got it. We did a, a, a documentary on Fight to Win. Fight to Win 100 went down to Hawaii. we got a little clip or a little trailer here, we can we can play um, along with it. But um, what was that experience like for you, Seth? You saw the documentary. Did did you uh, did you like it? How was the process to uh, it was,
0: make it? Was it was uh,
1: here's the a, a trailer for it. A little bit as you can see on the screen. I thought
0: it was a lot of me. Uh, <laughs> you know um,
1: You're an important character Yeah for sure. I know I get. I, sure.
0: I get There's just There's a lot to my team You know Yeah um, You know Missy does a ton of stuff With the logistics And then You know uh, Evan You know Is in my opinion The best lighting guy um, You know Obviously in martial arts But even I go to concerts And I'm like Evan's better than these guys You know Except Slipknot They blew him out of the water Last week <laughs> um, You know And then You know All the rest of my staff With Gary doing the video and uh, Dan and Joel and and Q and um,
1: it is an eclectic Jayden crew. Yeah, I mean
0: it's it's a it's a interesting you know circus. You know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a yeah I don't know. It's a, it's like a bunch of circus rejects. No, you know, I was ec- like, I was
1: excited that we got to feature um, the night pigeon, of course, and yeah. the, the, the name, yeah, yeah, the night pigeon versus Chris Lieben there. Yeah, he's and a kid. Yeah, that, that yeah was I mean, they've that. all
0: been so loyal for such a long time. We've it's added true. a couple of new people, you know, Missy's son started working for us and we had a Jaden and she's like Evan's lighting assistant and, and a couple more people. But, you know, um, you know, Lawrence done a lot of the venue searching and and there's just there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that allows me to be able to focus on just matchmaking and promoting. And if it wasn't for them, I, you know, I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it's one of those things where it's like when I was working at 24 Hour Fitness, my biggest problem was I always had that mentality where it's like, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think anybody, when they first start their business, that's kind of how it goes, right? So it's like, oh, you, you have to do it yourself. You have to own this. you got to own
1: every single part you of it. You guys this, can watch you know? that uh, whole documentary, 30-minute documentary on Flow Grappling, just to shout that out real quick.
0: But it, it's one of those things now where I'm, I'm lucky, where I'm in the point where it's like, I don't even have to show up to my event until an hour before the door's. I know that the production is going to be on point. I know that the ticketing is on point. I know that, um, I know that every aspect of the event is completely set up, and I have no stress, and I don't have to micromanage at all. And that it's, I mean, it's, it. You can't honestly, do you can't like do twenty things
1: well, right? You can do a couple things well, but you can't do a hundred things very well. You got to get some other guys to to pick that stuff up. And, and ideally you're going to get experts, you know, like yeah. Missy and, and, and Troy and stuff who, who can elevate those, those jobs and, and do better. So I met, I remember when I went to fight Twin three, I met Missy, I met Troy, you know, I met you there, and you Evan, know, Evan yeah, was and, there. and Evan was there. Joel
0: started at five and then Brittany was with us for a while and hopefully coming back soon. And, um, you know, and then, like I said, we've added and subtracted a few people, but it's the same core of people, you know? Gary's been with me for 12 years. Yeah, Gary think, hasn't missed a Gary single show,
2: which is crazy to me, because you guys he's watching done, at home... He's done 300 shows with me. That's so we've incredible, We've done 300 man. events together. All of our live streams right. are headed up by the man, Gary, and... Yep. Uh, it, I don't know what would happen if Gary. For real, it is. It dead. is when you I'm when you think that, about he's going to want more money. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it is a legendary crew though that you guys have put together, and of course you got a new guy in there, Dan, who, who I like a lot. He's he's been on like every show since he's he's started. It feels like Dan's had twelve fights on the show since he started. That's crazy.
0: Last November twelve.
1: How many yeah. do you have? 12 Dang. I think I've had 12
0: or well we don't count the, we don't count
1: those so 13, short notice 12 ones. with an asterisk oh okay no
0: you don't count we don't count the ones that you have to take the day of Unless you win, (laughs) that seems no. It's fair. Okay, you're sitting. You say so? No, no. no, You're you're sitting there and you're doing your job, and then I pull you off the doing ticketing after, especially my staff. They're high all the time, you know. And I'm like, oh, you you know, put your butt down and go fight on the
1: stage. Like they don't have like there's no there's no option. But they still took it though, right? You still said yes. They don't have a choice. Okay. There's no option. They'll be fired
2: otherwise.
0: They, no, it's just not. It's not an option. It's just like if they're gonna work there. If you work for Fight to Win, then you have to have your gi and Sometimes your rash guard, and you have to be available to fight on one minute's notice. That's part of the gig. It's just how it goes. Not
1: even just once in the night though. It's happened P- multiple possibly times. twice. Dan had to
0: fight twice in Oklahoma. He had to fight Hunter Colvin. He had to give up forty pounds. Hunter's like a Hunter's beast. Yeah, <laughs> Hunter's a beast. And then Dan had to fight twice last weekend too. So I mean. You never know what's going to happen in the crowd. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dang, yeah, that that is impressive. That you, you guys have have kept together um, all this all this way, and with Evan and, and everybody. Man, I, I just I, I can tell a quick story. I just I remember when I first met you. Actually, I don't know if you remember this. I did as a white belt. I did um, Texas. What, it, what do you call this? Texas State Championships. I used used to do mm-hmm. up and, up in Round Rock. Round Rock. Yeah. I did. I think you were still a purple belt. I remember, it, and I was a white belt. And you did that. You did the Texas um, state championship yeah, when I went. It there. was. Um, I remember coming uh, up to you and, in and weighing in and stuff like that. And it yeah, was yeah, in Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, it was super far. School. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I
0: don't remember because you were a white belt. And that's not even a real belt. person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like until you like. I mean, like I don't even like recognize you as a human being at that point. So yep. as yep. you shouldn't recognize
1: yourself. I you don't even have a reflection as a white belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised I can remember it as a belt. Because I didn't exist at that <laughs> point in time, but I do remember, man. And, and yeah, it's you, you just posted uh, another clip of, of us, uh, an interview that we did, and you were a lot skinnier back then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, well played, you Jesus! Like, Bring it back, yeah, Bring that's that's it back.
0: That's fine. Memory. No, it's fair enough. Yeah, you know, I've taken a lot of steroids in the past few years. you were like years, 165 and,
1: uh, pounds, like. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. It, this job it adds uh, it adds weight onto you. And, <laughs> I'm uh, just kidding. Baby. Thanks. I'm gonna go throw up in the bathroom now. <laughs>
1: Everybody keeps telling me that I look a lot bigger too, but I, like, I should start working out because people just keep telling me that it looks like I work out, but I don't. No, so. I can
0: tell you don't for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just the travel diet that, you know, all over the place. Yeah. You, know well, you, it, fit you,
0: know. in, you fit in really well in Austin. You know what I mean? It's like you could be like a musician. Mm. You could be a bum. Okay. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you could, I've tried you could it be out. a CEO of a company. Sure. You never know out here. Yep. It
2: depends on how tight your pants are. And you're not wearing any, so. <laughs> <I'm> pretty, pretty <laughs> pretty so he works at flow, Yeah, so he works Perfect, at flow. perfect. So what, do I, what do you guys do during the week? I feel like your, your weekends are well-documented. We know you're working 48 hours straight. What the hell happens Monday through Thursday?
0: do I do, or what does my staff do?
2: I don't know. What's more, more interesting? Uh, it's definitely not me. Uh, <laughs> I just
0: honestly sit on my recliner and try to match shows and watch Friends. And um, I don't know what the rest of my staff – we really don't, like – communicate all that much during the week because we like kind of live together on the weekends you know i've got like i said i got three kids and you know the family life at home so you know um you know luckily lauren takes care of a lot of stuff with the kids as does you know uh joel lives with me and helps out a bunch so i'm able to work uh, as much as i can and um you know other than that i'm super boring like i'm a total introvert you know, I don't like most people, and so like I just like to be at home with my friends on TV. You know, Phoebe and Rachel and Monica. What do you? You're like
1: a, a Ross guy, or Joe? No, you're, jo- you're a Joey guy. Yeah, man. Yeah, like yeah. a Ross guy. <laughs> this this is before guy, my dude. time, dude. I
0: didn't watch what? Friends. I never watched oh, Friends. That explains everything. <laughs> friends is the greatest show of all time. So basically, there's these six people. Oh, I know. I know, I know the premise. I know the premise. go involved. to this coffee house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but uh, I honestly, I just wa- I watch a ton of movies and work like all the time. And I just, like, fall asleep and wake up and then work more and fall asleep and wake up. And then hopefully I can eventually get back into training because, like, right now I'm just, like, that's all I do is work right now. And it's, like, I'm so tight. It's so funny because it's, like – I should have all this time since all these surgeries to like get my stuff done and get on top of work and all that stuff. But it's like you take away jujitsu and you take away like the exercise portion of it and you get less done. Mm. Do you <laughs> so like do you like the
1: job better when you can train? Oh or yeah, do you like- so
0: much better. Yeah, life is so much better when you can train and work out and stuff. I got I just True. got released to be able to train with my neck and my hands still messed up, so I can't train thanks to 19 year old Nicole Evangelista. Um. Your hand. Yeah, that's who busted my hand. Really? Yeah. Nice. Day before you I was competing. It. Day before I was competing, <laughs> I grabbed her belt. Right, I was like, oh, I'm gonna go light today because I'm competing in two days. I'm gonna go with the girl that I've been training since she was seven years old, and grabbed her belt, and then she did a hip switch and. Tore all the ligaments and tendons in my finger, and then then laughed about it online. And sent me (laughs) pictures of cupcakes, and was like, "Well, at least you can eat these now." Yeah, thanks a lot, Nicole. Yeah, awesome. Go back to Kyle. Nicole's a killer. But um, no, um, so hopefully I get back in. Man, life's a lot better when you can. Everything's better when you can train. You know, very true.
2: What's your uh, your matchmaking process look like? I know you're very in tune with our rankings and use those quite a bit. But uh, what are you looking for, like a a main event, or or even just like a, a sick, you know, top five? Matches Um, for
0: an event That's Honestly it's pretty easy I have a list of uh, Everyone that we consider All-stars You know Which is anybody That's won a uh, World Pan ADCC Or World Pro title In the past five years And then anyone That's ranked in the top Five on Flow Grappling And those are The guys I'm looking for like you you want to get paid and you want to get good matches, get win one of those big events, or get ranked in the top five. There you That's, go, Chase. <laughs> That's, That's a it's, great it's, way to get ranked. Literally that you got, you got the path now, Chase. Right, yeah. no, it's, but I mean, it's that <laughs> easy. I look at – I message all those guys um, a few months out. I get their availability and then I look at my list, and there's usually about 30 people per event that are available on that date from around the world. I mean, we find people in from Japan, Brazil, wherever. It really doesn't matter, you know? And then I just look at the available matchups, and one of the main things I look for is matches that have never happened. Mm. Like, that's super important to me. I like having the first one, you know what I mean? Like, I almost didn't do Wagner JT because they fought once before, but it was nine years ago, something stupid like that. Or five or, years ago, I don't remember. Okay, and it was like a, it was like at a Miami Open, mm. you know, and it's like you know nobody's nobody's even, saw no, nobody saw no, it. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's like even
1: it's like fighting on one of those small super fight shows. It's like because they were supposed to fight, right? That Ricardo, I remember, was telling us that they were supposed to fight at the ADCC trials one year, I believe, and then it, it didn't, didn't. JT pan that out. hurt. Yeah, his, that's his right. ear blew up. Yeah, 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 yeah his yeah. ear blew up. Yeah, Shut so it's out. like it's one of those things oh, where right.
0: I look at that and I really like to do matches that have never happened. And so that's kind of like if I have two all-stars, I'd like constantly look for criteria. And I like to put people from different weight classes together at a catch weight just because they wouldn't normally fight. Sure. And they probably won't fight, you know. So it's like try to make them fun that way. And then um just looking for the best people, you
2: know. It doesn't matter if it's male, female. Um trans i don't really care i'll put You've definitely been a leader in promoting uh women's jiu-jitsu you have probably the most women's main events and all the professional jiu-jitsu uh why is it such an important thing for you
0: you know to be honest with you i did it when i did uh the uh um elliot marshall's podcast i talked to him about this too is uh it's really effortless like i didn't really i haven't really like focused on oh i got to get these female matches i haven't you know like like some people have where it's like you know all women's card, or all this or that. I just look for the best people. So, what was it? Fight to win four it was McKenzie versus yeah, Rozzy was that was four. That one I was. That one I wanted a female main event because at that time, like I signed L- Lovato Junior, and then it was like, well, what's next? You know. And at that point, like I, 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 my list of people that were willing to fight for fight to win was still pretty small. You know, it was just like they didn't want to take the risk because of Metamorphosis. So not a lot of people knew. It was still tough. So I was like, well, I'm going to go after some female athletes because I know I have one locally, you know. And so I went out there and grabbed Angelica that ended up being McKenzie, you know, whatever. But um, it's just one of those things where it's just like, like I said, I look at the list, look at what the best matches are, you know, and then that becomes the main event, you know. If the females are the best match on the card, then they're the main event. It doesn't. I always said this from day one like it doesn't matter what your gender is depending is that's going to determine how much you get paid you know Gabby Garcia is by far the highest paid person that we've ever had on our show because she's earned it you know what I mean who else have I had that's had three ADCC titles and nine world championships I'm gonna say nobody nobody it's hard to hard I don't to win believe anybody ADCC. else has yeah. <laughs> so it's like so why Very because difficult. she's a female should she get paid less you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. It's never made sense to me. And so, I mean, I re- to be honest, like on the undercard, I do honestly like I try to put as many female fights on as possible. Um, sometimes it can be tough to, to find matchups. There's a lot less. Yeah. If I could have 10 female fights per show, I would. And it's because they're the most excited. The crowd loves them. It's just like the UFC, look at the UFC. Their their cards are packed now with females because mm. everybody loves to watch them. They're super tenacious. They're never boring. Right. They pull good crowds. People pay to come see them. People watch them online. Um, you know, they smell better than dudes, you know, (laughs) but, um, you know, for the most part, you know, it's just like, I feel like, you know, the, the females are just, they're more exciting to watch personally. And, um, you know when it, but when it comes to the headliners and stuff just whoever the best person is and it just happened you know especially this year in the past 10 shows I've had Gabby and I've had Natch and I've had um, you know uh, uh, Anna Carolina and it's just like a lot of the females have been coming
1: you know Anita to the show so the air, yeah. I've been lucky you know we got another um, another highlight here this is uh, um, one from, from back in the day uh, uh, might not have to, to go down too far oh no this is not from back in the day this is just ninety four from this uh the other the other day this is i like this one because you see a little behind the scenes of uh of what you guys go through but um yeah just so, some more fight to win highlights playing while, while we watch here you got another you guys are going back to to, uh, to richmond this, richmond yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah soon right
0: yeah san francisco i said that about this in the documentary that was a it was a huge turning point for um that's for what fight i thought to we win. were gonna
1: watch for a second but i
0: yeah, yeah no it's okay um uh, i mean it's the same place yeah yep. but that san francisco event was r- really the one that Really made us. I feel like um, it was like it was at this, the Keysar Pavilion, which is the worst venue in America. Me, me and
1: Chase were both there. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah, a yeah lot it, was, it was yeah, a crazy I mean, like, it was a crazy one. It was a crazy venue.
0: Like if you never, I mean, you've probably been there competing before, but like there's rats that are this big. That's in just San them, Francisco, man. They're <laughs> everywhere. They're not in the one I use in Richmond, but, <laughs> like, the rats, like, running underneath the bleachers, like, <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, man. And, like, the venue required us to put 180 of these 80-pound rubber mats down on the floor.
1: So, so you couldn't, wouldn't hurt the, the basketball floor. that Your
0: 30 year old basketball floor, <laughs> right? And so you have to drag all these mats down, which isn't, that's not the hard part of it, right? But that show, it like, we sold like 3,000 tickets to it, right? And um, honestly, it was funny because when I when I used to make those fight cards, I used to lean on Mike Columbus a lot. And I, because I didn't know who anybody was. It's like, I only knew people that competed in Colorado and Texas. That was it. So it was like, you know, Samir Santry and, you know, Cushinho. And I knew who Kurt was because um, I'm pretty sure he's my dad. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like other people like that. I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. And Mike's like, this is like everybody. So like, these are all the top guys in Northern California. Mm-hmm. And so we put together this insane fight card. And um, you know we got like like I said, Gary was, Tonin was Gary on there. Tonin was Yuri, on there. Dean, Yuri, everybody was on there, and it just like it came together as this like huge event. All these people came to it, and that was when um, the mat thing started mm, with um, on the mats. Yeah, and it was just like because we coming from the MMA background, you always had to have barriers, right? So you had the stanchions and then you had the people are, you know, X amount of feet away from the boxing commission. And so like, that's kind of what I started with fight to win. Like one through six had that, Mm. they all had the stanchions like that, you know, San Diego had them like we kept people away so if they would fall off. They wouldn't fall into the crowd. Right. Well, we sold too many tables in San Francisco, so we didn't use the stanchions. We left them outside, push the
1: tables up against
0: there was no room. I remember, I remember being with Troy and just being like, what are we going to do and we were like turning tables sideways and like trying to because we saw dude we sold like 200 tables in trying to fit them all in yeah and so he was like i think it was troy that was like we gotta push him all the way up that's the only way to do it so like, all right so we push them all the way up and then um it was either nick green was competing or Kurt was competing. I think it was
2: Kurt. I remember they definitely did it for Kurt. Yeah, mm. and
0: they the the Half Gracie gym just started pounding on the yeah. mats and all that, and like drinks were flying up. And then I just remember watching that and just being like, "That's what we're doing wrong. We gotta we gotta focus more on the party and less on being professional." Not that we were all ever like super professional, but you know what I mean? Like and so we really went that direction, like took a hard left after San Francisco. That's why it was such a, it was such an important event for us. And mm-hmm. I, I believe it was our highest viewed event we've ever
2: had. Yeah,
0: that, yeah, that was it, it definitely kicked yeah. it
2: off where we were like, Oh my god, fight this to is, win is gonna be the next sick. big yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, but everybody always thinks they're gonna be the next big thing. True. You know what I mean? Everybody always thinks and I don't think I ever thought that. I never I never thought when when I started this that like you know, because at the time, Meta Morris was still around. Mm. You know, and Meta Morris was like,
1: even that's though they had hand it, over everything,
0: even though he hadn't did what he you know wound up doing and ruining the company, it was still like considered the best, the professional. I mean, that's where I got the idea from. Yeah, I saw what he was doing, and I was like, oh, this isn't the right business model for this at all. Like he, he's gonna look he's going to lose tons of money. And then I was like, I'm just going to do it. Like I do my MMA shows. And so I like I saw what he did. And then I was like, I'm just going to do it better than him, you know? And then, uh, but I never thought that I remember saying it at the first fight to win pro. I was like, you're going to see shows like this pop up all over the country. I said that to everyone. I was wow. like, because we've been, there. yeah, I was like, cause we've been successful doing this. They're going to pop up all over the country. And then I went to Texas and I said the same thing there. And then I went another one in Texas and I went back there and I to Denver and I never thought that it was going to be fight to win that was going to be the company that was going to be going all over the country. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just figured there'd be copycats everywhere, which there are. You know what I mean? There's there's three in every market now. Mm-hmm. You know, and um but you know, it, I didn't that wasn't originally the plan. The plan was just to do Colorado. The plan was only to do Colorado. Really? And then it was Colorado and Texas and then Luckily, with the support we got in San Diego, it gave us the courage to uh, to go across the country. And then, you know, thanks to Tom DeBlass um, in New Jersey um, and Jared Weiner in Philly, gave us the confidence to go on the East Coast. Um, Wagner and Cyborg in Miami. And it's just like each market has like one or two guys, Lovato in Oklahoma. um, You know, where it's like one or two guys that really get behind it and really help you push forward. Mm -hmm. You know, the team, the whole, the whole Gracie Baja community in Seattle, like it's, they're serious. Like every single market, there's one group that really elevates and pushes you out. You know, we just, we've gotten lucky, you know? And so now, I mean, we're trying to do pretty much two shows in, in. 20 markets a year and then start doing our international stuff this year and um you wow. know hopefully a whole lot more of that next year do you remember um, that do
1: you remember the uh, the weigh-ins for dean in uh yuri of course it was all my fault was it yeah all right. i told you everybody t- you this. take you take the blame for it. it was my
0: fault all right perfect i flew dean lister into <laughs> the airport right i sent him an uber to get him to the hotel i never told him that he had to go to weigh-ins I, I just. Why not? <laughs> no, yeah. no, because he, Dean is not on social media. Mm. And so I had been sending everybody in the Facebook thread, gotcha. all the stuff, and he's not on social media and he didn't check so his didn't email. Know. So it's like he always communicated with me through text. And I just didn't even think about it. And so he was like forty five minutes late to weigh-ins and like Benji and Yuri and everybody's all riled up and Dean's just like, I don't really understand what the problem is. Like, <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to be there. I thought there. I was gonna die that day for, yeah. for a minute. Murdered Reed. He didn't know he was supposed to be there. It was totally my fault. And I tried telling that to Yuri and to Benji and to everybody and they were just like but not hearing they're it. They're riled up. Whatever, it worked out. He gave us a good promo video. Yep, yes, it, it was, was
1: awesome. It did. <laughs> it's some of my
0: favorite photos. We've actually time. used that a few times. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It worked out. Man, I feel like
1: I feel like you've just um you've been able to to, um, you know get your feet wet in all these different communities throughout the United States um, in jiu Jitsu and it, it, I don't know I'm curious does it does it restore your, your faith in, in Jiu Jitsu as, as a whole to be able to go to you know Seattle and, and Phoenix and, and New Jersey and Miami and, and see these thriving jiu-jitsu communities that are so willing to open up their doors to you and, and put on these shows and, and invite people in, into, the, into their house and, and show off what jiu Jitsu they have in their community? I don't – I mean, I don't I, – I never, you know, lost faith in jiu-jitsu
0: as a sport to begin with. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's growing for sure. I mean, I think um, what we've done and even some of our copycats have done have taken away from MMA quite a bit. Um, you know, I know that every market I go into, I pull a bigger crowd than whatever the MMA show is. Mm-hmm. Like 100% I know that for sure. Exactly. You know, including the ones that are on television um, outside of the UFC and Bellator. Um, you know, so – you know i i think we've been able to open up people's eyes to see that it is a spectator sport and the markets are all growing you know everyone's growing with jiu you know i'm not saying you know we're taking you know full responsibility and credit for that obviously it goes from you know the schools knowing how to teach people and the sport being fun and exciting and all that stuff too but um You know, I mean, it is cool to see in every market, to see people that messaged me when they were white belts and blue belts to get on the show, and I told them, keep grinding, and now they're purple belts getting on the stage, you know, and Mm -hmm. people we had debut as teenagers are now brown belt world champions, and purple belts are black belts, and, you know, all the way through, it's been fun, but yeah, I mean, I would say... Everywhere outside of, like, a couple of spots across the country has been really impressive with how much support the jiu-jitsu community gets from people that are not only in the community but outside the community looking in. Um, You know, a couple spots in the south aren't worth talking about. Um, But other than that, man, especially the coast. Mm -hmm. You know, coasts are no joke, man. Especially
1: the east and the west. It's insane. What's the the city you think um, is going to be, like, the next San Diego? San Diego? <laughs> <laughs> no, is, there, is there another San Diego? The,
0: the, the cities that are already the, the top ones are going to continue to be the top ones, yeah. you know, because that's where the main on are. Nothing on,
1: on the rise, though, that you think is
0: going to... I mean, there's stars in every market, you know? I mean, like, especially Texas has a ton of talent out here. That must um, make you proud, too. Yeah. It
1: be fun to see a, a lot of those Texas well, guys a, you grew up see, with. We've
0: all been seeing it, yeah, you know, yeah. but um, Texas has got a lot of talent. Florida's got a lot of talent. Um You know, there's, 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 there's talent in every state, especially because like, like Ohio is a perfect example, right? Like GFT has monsters out there. They're not from Ohio. Yeah. Like Dante Leon's from Canada right don't hold it against gooch them. is from gooch is from brazil you know but Vitor's is from brazil but they're in ohio now you know what i mean so it's like anywhere where you get these transplanted brazilians usually is it's going to take off if they're good teachers yeah you know and ohio is a great example minneapolis has some great guys in it it's like there's literally every market in the country but the schools that have established themselves as the school I just don't see any other market overtaking that. Like, New York is New York. I mean, you got Marcelo, Henzo, Unity, um, you know, those schools out there. Then you go to the West Coast, and there's Atos and AOJ and 10th Planet. And it's just that's – people, I feel like, are going more towards those locations than those locations branching out. Like, for instance, Cole Abate is going to California. Oh, is he really? He's going to AOJ. Oh, I didn't know that. Horrifying. That is
1: a – yeah, horrifying. Move. Cole's Cole's gonna. Cole is the best child grappler in the world, and he has been for a very long time. That's a tough room there that Aoj. A lot of orange belt, green belts. I've a never of beat up worse I, I say that every week. Guarantee you yeah. that hey. Cole
0: Body will be uh, a black belt world champion. Probably by the time he's. Well, how old do you have to be to be a black belt? Nineteen. Yeah. yeah, nineteen years old. I'm calling it now. Cole Body, black belt world champion. Young Easy. Jamie
2: save his clips so we can bring this <laughs> back up. No,
0: but years. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's kids like that, like a Paulie Westhoff just moved from Chicago to uh, Atos. Kids, a monster. Um, Arizona, Arizona has a ton of t- tough. You kids. think
1: that, you think that's a good idea? You think the, these guys need to go to the big gyms? You think everybody uh, should migrate to these these bigger gyms, or mm. if they want to be a, the best in the world? I,
0: to be honest with you, man, I kind of came up under that mindset um, through judo. So, like, I would spend summers in Chicago with the Coens and then at the Olympic Training Center. Um, You know, my dad would have never let me move or my dad, you know, I think back in the day, things were a little bit different than they are now with how parents are with their kids when it comes to sports. Like, people were willing to uproot their entire family to support their kids' athletic career. Um, I don't think it was so much the case when I was a child growing up, especially not in my family. It was my dad had like a, you know, super legit job, you know, and so by then there was no way it was happening. So, um, but, you know, I mean, my kid has a chance to play in the NFL, you know, and um, if he has a better chance of getting a uh, division one scholarship playing in Katy, Texas, I'll move out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm under the mindset that if you want to be the best, you got to train with the best. And yeah, if the best kids, are, if the best kids are at Aoj, then you go to Aoj. If the best team, you know, but it also matters what's best for you. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't do well at. Um, Not try to do well think. at Aoj. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, do, I wouldn't do well at like um, even like Gracie Baja Northridge, which is like one of the best gyms in the country. They go way too hard, man. Like me personally because i'm old and i'm broken like it wouldn't work for me my gym is perfect for me it's a tough gym good room some really high level people like john combs comes in and stuff like that but it's more of like a family type atmosphere and i think before you were to go well that's the best gym in the world that's the one i want to go to that's where gordon ryan trains you got to visit all these places you got to live with them for a couple of weeks because you 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 can't you can't tell how a gym is based on one visit you got to be there for at least a few weeks, maybe even a month before you make a life decision on where you're going to go. You know, cuz the personality of a gym in my opinion is more important than the actual people training in it. Cuz if you don't even want to go there, like who cares? It's
1: terrible, yeah. If
0: I if I live next if I live next to, you know, if if I live next to say I don't want to say a gym name. Say I live next to the Henzo Gracie. I'm a Henzo Gracie Blackbelt. So why not? Say I live next to the Henzo Gracie in New York City. I've never been there. But say I went there and I was like, oh, you know, I'm Henzo Gracie Blackbilt. That's the Henzo Gracie school. And I, I would get murdered there. Everybody there would kill me. I'd probably hate it. I'd never want to go. You know, <laughs> would, and, you yeah, know yeah. unless there's an old people crew, like the parents. The old I'll people with them. <laughs> old people crew's tough too, man. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you got to <laughs> no, no, you, no. you find what gym works best for you. And then if that, that's a decision you make, I mean, I, I think why not? You know, if your kid, if your kid's goal is, is like Cole and he has a chance to be that why would you not support him you know what I mean give him the opportunity to be the best and I think a lot of parents nowadays too have the ability to you know because some places like I, I believe I don't want to speak I'm not 100% sure about this but Autos and I think Fight Sports and a couple other gyms have like fighter houses
2: yeah there, there are a lot of unofficial fighter houses and stuff like that and yeah. sponsorship programs that are helping build I know. I know
0: things. JT has one Mm-hmm. JC Torres central. has one because I, I have one of my kids is up there. Um, Eric Signs is up there. Training. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. he, he came up with us, and yeah. and so it's like you know Kyle did we met, that. For we, we met him we out met, there. Yeah, Kyle works, had yeah. one for Nicole, so I mean there's there's options. I think you just got to support your kids In whatever they want to do, and and um, you know if you have the ability to help them transition that way and chase their dreams, and you know screw it, why not?
1: Absolutely, I think that's good advice, and it's it's different for every person, right? So yeah. you got to kind of find find your own. Your own niche that yep. type of thing. You mentioned uh, you're going international. Where, where are you going? We
0: are going to Manchester on November 15th. Um, yeah, we're going to the UK. We are going to do Brazil on the same day. Excuse and then me? How are you doing that? No, let me finish. We are going to do Sao Paulo on November 16th and somehow another promotion that is on Flow Grappling somehow got my same venue on the same day magically that's a touchy subject Uh and uh now it's it's cool it's fine um they do a good job i'm not hating on them um but they definitely beat me to the punch and uh so we're gonna go to the uk and we're gonna do a show over there and uh hopefully that works out and um then next year there's six countries that i'd like to do i wanted to do four this year in, uh, international, and it didn't pan out. Um, you know, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm a very calculated person. So if something, if I'm not, if I don't get like a good feeling in my gut, like this is a good idea, I'm just not going to do it. And that's just, that's how I felt. You know, like I, I really want to do Japan and I really want to do France, but I need to build the judo up a little bit more. I feel like um, I need to get the American judo a little bit more um, behind me. Um, before I can go into Japan and um, have the respect I need over there, in order to put together a full card, because in those big markets like in Russia, in in Japan, in France, um, even London, like we gotta use a lot of judo matches mm. to fill the card out. Because there's, I don't, I don't know if I can. I would rather have a card in Japan with 20 black belt judo matches and 20 jujitsu matches than you know, 15 purple belt matches. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a great point. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like, I just, I, I'm not there yet where I want with judo in order to go to those main judo countries that I want to do shows in. Fight yet. to
1: win Russia? Fight to win Kazakhstan? We can of course. So I'm going there anyways
0: else? in 2020, right? Or so 2021. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, hopefully Mo keeps me along. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the possibilities are endless. I really think I'm going to spend a lot of time, we're going to spend a lot of time in Europe. Um, I feel like Europe is the, is the best place for, for us with our style.
1: Yeah, big judo yeah, uh,
0: population out uh, there. So Europe's going to be good for us, I think. Uh, we'll start with Manchester, um, go from there, see how France, um, maybe Spain goes. But, I mean, we're an American-based company, and you know, I don't, I'm not going to take away the amount of events I'm doing in the U.S. to go do them in Europe. So hopefully uh, you know, the goal would be to um, – be able to be successful enough over there to get a second setup, and then be able to run uh, events simultaneously on multiple continents. Uh, that's that's my goal. Wow! But you know, everything's got to be one step at a time because you know this ain't this is it's my money. It's not. I don't have investors. I don't have. Um, I'm not playing with house money. You know what I mean. So it's like, an event bombs. You know, I risk not paying rent, or mortgage. I don't rent, but <laughs> you know what I mean. You, you know what I mean. It's like you know the. My thing that I said from day one was, like, we have to be able to pay the bills no matter what, right? I so, I mean, we're not in a place right now where it's like, oh, God, you know, the show doesn't do well. You know, we're not going to pay our bills. But it's, like, it it's one of those things, like, I always – me and Gary have always said this. Like, you have to have enough money that if nobody buys one ticket to your event, everybody can be paid. The staff can get paid. The fighters can get paid. The house can get paid. Everybody gets paid. And if you don't have that, you can't do an event. Mm-hmm. And so Catch the goal the goal after every show is to be able to have enough money to do another show. That's what me and Gary have always said since 2007. Just have enough to keep playing in the game. Right? It don't matter how rich you are. It don't matter how poor you are. As long as you have enough to do one more show. How, may, how, many, show, how
1: many shows did you do in 2019? Or are you going to do in 2019? Uh,
0: this year? We started at uh, 97. We're going to end at 135 plus subversive and ADCC. So that will be 40 plus four tournaments, so 44 events. Wow. wow! It's a busy schedule, man. It's not that hard, man. I mean the hardest part is just like staying awake. I swear to God. Just staying awake. Just just because when the energy drinks quit working, life gets hard, man. You like, guys live
1: on energy drinks. That's true.
0: Well, yeah. I mean that and, you know pure hatred but the uh and uh no it's like seriously like you get to a point where like you slam a five hour and fall asleep Dang. and that's where i'm at so it's like i and i apologize to everybody in seattle sacramento scottsdale austin all the people that have that are reaching out to me trying to get on upcoming shows i'm super far behind i know this i'm He's trying my best it. it's a uh, uh Blame Mo from ADCC. It's all his fault. Ouch. He should have never hired me. That's his Instagram. Me. Follow him on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, he should have – it's a private account. He won't add you. Okay. So it's all his fault. Blame him for everything and um, buy a ticket to ADCC.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But yeah,
0: I'm, I'm doing my best and I, re- I really appreciate especially those markets um, since I took this gig um, with ADCC that – the people i've had very short time for them to promote the shows and they're still doing it they're still selling ticket tickets still keeping the doors open and um you know if it wasn't for the fighters belief in what we do um you know we we would total, totally be out of the game by
1: now for sure you guys going back to hawaii i always yeah. always asking me if you're going yeah. back to hawaii. Uh,
0: hawaii november 23rd and we're bringing you our production out there this time thank god um so I don't have a panic attack because I don't know how to push buttons on someone else's controller. One of the best parts
2: of the fight to Win documentary. What, me having a panic attack? <laughs> yeah. I don't, remember, I don't remember that exactly. That is the best part. No, I best mean, part.
0: it's one of those things. It's like I'm a creature of habit. So it's like I have a controller that I use to play the videos. And, you know, I'm DJ iTunes. Dude, I'm the man. best iTunes DJ in the world. And so I, I hit the button and it doesn't work. And I'm so I freak out and I'm like Evan, so I am like freaking out Joel. I start like yelling at all my staff like it's there for not, not like like not like you know what did you do like help me I can't figure it out and I like literally break down and then it'll take me like twenty to thirty minutes just to get my whereabouts right if I can't figure out how the buttons work to
1: push the button next to it next to that. I'm one. telling you, man, all
0: these <laughs> con- everything is. I am not a technical person, right? So it's like when when you have a new piece of equipment and you don't know how to use it, like. I, most people could probably figure it out I'm not that guy.
1: Not that guy. I'm for not sure. the guy to
0: make things work. You know, I just I could push a button. That's that's my skill set. That's where I'm at.
1: Well Seth, I think we did just about over
2: an hour here for Spino Carlos. Yeah. Listening to me, in me the talk studio. for an hour. Sorry, Pretty guys. fun. We had a good time. What'd you think after watching it and now living it? It's fun.
0: I like this. Never po- again. I, I like this one. I I, I generally don't do podcasts because I don't believe anybody watches or listens to them. But since I actually watch and listen to this one every week, that uh, I'm I'm very honored to be a guest because I know you've had some other people on here that I really respect, like Claudia and uh, Jamil. And Edwin, you know, so it's fun to be in in that group of people to say that I did the fistful of collars. So I I appreciate you guys being here. Please get a haircut; you look disgusting. (laughs) Uh, Chase, good luck in the main event on Saturday. Thank you. I'm very nervous. Chase is going to be taking on Gabby Garcia. You just heard it live. Man, that is going to be a
2: fight. Yeah. Saturday night. make Make sure you tune
0: in after Gabby Garcia's match, win or lose. Um, Gabby uh, has a fun announcement that she's going to make has a message for uh, us has a message for somebody mm. and she's going to put it out there for they, the world ooh. to see interesting it's going to be exciting there you
2: have it guys thanks for tuning in for another episode of Fistful Callers and be sure to watch Fight to Win 20, or 121 excuse me, this Saturday 21. coming from Austin, Texas thanks guys thanks Seth